Welcome to chapter 21 of The King's Secret. The portal to the palace was easy enough to manage. I stepped from my dorm room into Adowin's bedroom with ease, Torkin sitting comfortably upon my shoulder. I checked my watch. Father had the palace on a precise daily schedule. I knew I had roughly ten minutes until dinner was over, and it was likely going to take Adowin a while to get back to his room. I chose to spend my waiting time rummaging around in my old room. I pulled Adowin's bookcase away from the wall and slipped into the secret passage that wound around the palace. My room was hidden by a false wall which easily slid to the side. Everything was just as I'd left it, except for a leather-bound journal that laid upon my bed. I picked it up and leafed through it. It was my father's from his time in the army. I was disgusted by the majority of it, but one part caught my interest. Captain Prim is truly a frightening individual, I whispered. His greed knows no bounds. He uses the enchanted blade he carries to harvest the magical energy of those he kills. He told me last night that he consumes it, even urged me to try it. I didn't dare. He's insane, corrupted by his need for power. I don't understand why my father trusts him. He's not even a natural mage. Huh. Cyprian has no magic? I asked in disbelief. How can that be? I've seen him cast spells. It's not his magic, Torkin stated. It's Ada's. Wouldn't it be green, then? I marked the place in the journal and closed it. He's using his body as a conduit, Torkin spoke as I re-entered the passageway. The fact that he's human changes the energy flow. Think about how your human soul changed the color of your fey energy. I suppose that makes sense, I sighed. <sighs> no wonder he wanted a fey. A typical mage or magical beast would perish under the pressure. I stopped and held my finger to my lips to signal the need for silence as we came to Edwin's room. There were two voices present. I'm telling you, father has lost his mind, Edwin. We need to do something. Yes, Burke, I know. The problem is what? How the hell can we stop the king from issuing a call to war in his own country? Call to war? You really believe that's what he's doing? He's hunting magical beings, Edwin. He's hunting our own brother. Keep your voice down, Edwin hissed. I chose then to push the bookcase open, startling both of them. No, please. Continue. I was rather enjoying that little conversation. Owen! Burke shouted like the brainless Ophi is. Edelwyn slapped his hand over Burke's mouth. Are you daft? Shut up! I chuckled and flicked the lock on the door from where I stood from across the room. It effectively silenced both of them. Sit. I have a hell of a story for the two of you. After I finished telling them all that I knew about our family and all that I was going through, Adowin sat on his bed rubbing his temples in thought, an action I'd seen him do many times. Burke just stared at the floor, trying to wrap his thick brain around all of it. 
I pulled out Edwin's vanity chair and sat on it backwards. Now, tell me about this call to war Father was issuing against my people. King, he pointed to me, then to himself. To future King. It's a disaster. He's gone mad, Owen. He wants to eradicate magic from the whole country. Has he acted yet? I questioned, surprised by the authority in my voice. No, Edoin sighed, but he sent out sentinels to take a census. He plans to send troops to each location based on what numbers they report. He's an idiot, Torkin chimed in. Only sentient beings will be counted. If he wages war against magic, he'll be vastly outnumbered by lower-level creatures. Who will respond directly to my orders, I added, knowing it was true based on what Atonui had told me of my grandmother's abilities. I can delay letters, Owen. Edoin sighed. But that's it. As Crown Prince, I have little actual power. You know that. Kill him. Torkin offered as though he was asking for a simple favor. Have you lost your mind, little one? Edowin's whisper was nearly inaudible. Actually, Burke finally spoke. That's not a bad idea. His mind is gone, Edowin. The rest of him should be too. When he is, you can take the throne and end this madness. I'm not disagreeing, Burke, he groaned. Um, but how? He's so paranoid that he has a food tester to ensure the food's not been poisoned. Torkin, I turned to my pixie. How hard would it be to induce a heart attack? In this case? Pretty easy, Torkin thought aloud. Especially if you can separate your mother's soul from his. He's lived off of it for so long, the lack of magical energy should cause serious and immediate health issues. What if we can't? I knew I could feel Fay's souls, but this was another matter. How else? A shock to the chest would be suitable. I was greatly enjoying the evil glint in his little eyes. He was literally made to kill, after all. You're not thinking of doing this tonight, are you? Adolin looked panicked. Why not? I stood and headed for the bookcase. Why give him more time to hurt others? Potentially people I care about. Besides, Burke added, Owen's away at school. The maids saw us come in here together. If father died of natural causes in his sleep, who would question it? Edwin pursed his lips and stood, embracing me briefly. Come back here when you're done. I nodded and slipped back into the passage. This dark hall was so familiar to me. I'd only used it a million times to sneak out in the middle of the night. When I came to my father's room, his passage entrance concealed by a thick tapestry that hung behind his armoire, I sent Torkin in to scope it out. As he easily spied for me, I concentrated on my father's soul. It was weak, damaged from years of battling my mother's. Hers, though also weak, was bright in comparison. I reached out to it, and it responded, breaking away from my father's almost instantly. I wouldn't be able to remove it without physical contact, though. Torkin returned. 
He's asleep. Tread lightly. He has traps set about his bed. I rolled my eyes. Of course he does. Pulling back the tapestry, I entered the room with ease, once again thanking my past self for blessing my eyes. I was able to easily avoid his traps, and as I stood by his bed looking down at him, I couldn't help but see a pathetic man. Why had I been so scared of him in the past? He was nothing compared to me. I quickly cast a spell to silence his voice should he wake and touched the tips of my fingers lightly to his chest. Mother's soul came to me instantly, eager to escape her prison. The moment she left his body, it began to convulse. He woke, grappling at his chest, a silent scream on his lips as we locked eyes in the dark. Goodbye, father. I said coldly, and left as silently as I'd come, cradling mother's soul carefully in my hands. She was warm. I could feel her love for me. When I entered my brother's room again, they both gasped. What is that? Burke asked, a bit frightened. Is that... Mom? Adolin whispered, his mouth covered by his hand. I nodded and raised her into the air. I wanted so badly to meet her. Her soul wavered and took shape facing my older brothers first. I couldn't hear what she said to them, but tears streamed down their faces. They'd known her, likely thought they'd never get to see her again. I had never seen her, never held her hand or heard her voice. Slowly, she turned to me. Her essence was far more translucent than Evan's. She wouldn't be staying long. My Owen. Her warm hand rested against my cheek. You've become the king I knew you'd be. I hated having to leave you. But I never could have protected you if I'd lived. I would have been too weak. I understand that now. I assured her. And I'm happy I got to meet you at least once. Likewise, my son, she began to fade. Save our people, Owen. I know you can. I nodded, and she vanished. I closed my eyes, willing my own tears to stop. When I opened them again, Burke was approaching me, wiping his face. He opened his arms and trapped me in a blubberish bear hug. For once, I didn't mind it. I motioned for Adowin to join, and he did. It took all of us a moment to calm down. Torkin was a little more than annoyed with our emotions, sitting impatiently on Edwin's desk while we hugged it out. By the time I was ready to leave, it was long past 2 a.m. I summoned my portal and stepped back into my dorm, waving to them as it closed. Well, I turned to Torkin. That's one distressed soul, Freed. Let's see if I can pull off the second as smoothly. Let's hope so. He curled up on my pillow with a yawn. I'm as ready for complicated to end as you are. I quickly got ready for bed and turned out the light. 
slipping into an easy sleep. Visions of the same little girl I'd seen before filled my dreams again. She smiled constantly. She was lovely. Who was she? Was she mine? I'd like to think she was. This concludes Chapter 21 of The King's Secret. I hope you enjoyed this reading, and I hope you'll join me again for Chapter 22. And I'll see you all next time. Bye-bye.